Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Over the past 72 hours, many of us have looked to our veterans who served in Afghanistan to get perspective, to get their insight. Uh, many have rushed to just ask them how they feel about it. Are we asking the right question? Are we thinking things through as it relates to our veterans? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. The end of the war in Afghanistan has been very emotional, especially for those who served there. But many soldiers, airmen, others uh, are having a hard time expressing what they're actually feeling. Had the opportunity to sit down with uh, our good friend John Smith, uh, DJ on our sister company, The Arrow 103.5. He served in Iraq and he's spoken to and texted with hundreds of soldiers uh, over the weekend, uh, brave women and men who have served in uh, the armed forces of the United States of America in Afghanistan. And he shared some really interesting insight as to why so many of them have been silent. We spoke with him earlier today. Take a listen. All right. We're very pleased to have once again back joining us in the studio, John Smith from our sister. I guess you're a sister company, The Arrow. I work upstairs. You work upstairs. Uh, yeah, always upstairs. <laughs> a little, little elevated from the rest of us. We get that. Uh, John also has uh, just unique perspective as uh, someone who's connected to the Army, uh, who was a combat journalist uh, during the Iraq War. Correct. And uh, in Iraq twice, as I understand. Uh, yeah, I went to Iraq. Uh, I, I embedded once with the 410 Cav, oh, wow. uh, which is 3rd Brigade Combat Team, 4th Infantry Division out of Fort Carson, Colorado. And the second time in 2011 with the 222nd Field Artillery out of uh, out of Utah, Utah Army National Guard. Yeah, amazing. So there's been a lot of conversations over the last 72 hours, a lot going on, obviously, with the uh, withdrawal in Afghanistan, the uh, collapse and the takeover of uh, by the Taliban of, of many of those places. And there has been this, you know, why was it worth it? How does it all fit in? What should those who have served in the military, how should they feel? How should we talk about it? Uh, and there's been a lot of silence in terms of that response. Uh, so what are you hearing? What are you sensing? Um 
You know, it's it's funny that you bring that up because when we were seeing these dramatic images yesterday yeah. and and on Sunday of, of helicopters on the embassy and flags coming yeah. down and, and people clinging to the side of, of C-17s taking off, uh, I... I was asked by producers of KSL, hey, you, you know, you know people in the Army. Can you yeah. help us find somebody to talk? And, and over the last 24, 36 hours, I've reached out to hundreds mm. of people that I know, and it was a resounding no comment, uh, which is really, really weird. Yeah. Um, and then I started thinking about it, and I'm like, you know what? It's, it's not really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all kind of processing. We're all feeling a lot of emotions. And, yeah. and while Afghanistan wasn't my war, right. uh, Iraq was my war, which was was very similar and yet dramatically different mm-hmm. in many respects. Um, once I told my friends um, from various units and various uh, uh, branches of service that they didn't have to be the ones talking, that I would gladly go on and yeah. and share their thoughts uh, my phone has not stopped buzzing. Um, literally, since we cracked the mic, I've had 13 messages. Wow. Um, and so what's the sentiment? What are, they, what are they saying? And what do they want the rest of us to know? It, it, it's a very common thread, believe it or not. And I'm talking to people in, in all branches of service, mm. Air Force, Army, Marines, Navy. Uh, it's sadness mm. and it's anger and it's, it's almost a sense of betrayal. Um, not necessarily at anyone in particular, mm-hmm. but the fact that these these women and men were asked to go to a place and and do unspeakable things and yeah. witness unspeakable things and and in exchange for that, they had to miss birthdays, they had to mm-hmm. miss their kids being born, they yeah. had to miss anniversaries, they had to miss. Uh, you know, time with their families. Yeah. Um, National Guard members and reservists had to miss out on their daytime jobs. Right. You know, they get called up and, and, and out they go. And they they have their limbs torn off. They have mm-hmm. their souls torn out, rearranged, and thrown back in. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes for nothing more than a yellow ribbon mm-hmm. on, on a car antenna. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They want to know what this was for. Yeah. Why? Why? What happened? Why were we there? But at the same time, there's not a lot of surprise, which is which is also very telling. Mm, interesting. Um, talking to a lot of these guys from from combat units, especially, they knew ten years ago that the Afghanistan army couldn't hold up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, there's there's a line from a Batman movie where it's like I'm a dog chasing cars. They mm-hmm. wouldn't know what to do with democracy if they could catch it. Yeah, and and that's exactly what we witnessed with with the fall of the Afghanistan army in in 13 days. Yeah, um, or 17 days or whatever it was. Just a but to see the the visuals of our flag coming down over an embassy. That's uh, gotta be tough. To see ground that they fought and bled and killed for lost so quickly, uh, it's heartbreaking. I think if there's a common theme among veterans of of all calibers, um, you know, the Iraq guys, the Afghanistan guys, the Desert Storm guys, yeah. 
even the Vietnam vets who are witnessing this for a second time, uh, it's it's heartbreak. Yeah, I think it's the only way to describe it. Yeah, mm, it's so hard. Uh, and so then, so then the question becomes: Okay, now you know what is it that makes all of that worthwhile? How do we how do we help our veterans move forward? Uh, how do we move forward? And how do we make sure that you know that freedom moves forward as well? Yeah, um, our veterans are going through a tough time, uh, and not just today, not just tomorrow. Yeah, this is this is going to be this is going to hurt. And it's going to hurt for a long time. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to jump in just real quick, John, because I I want our listeners to just be thinking through today uh, those that you know uh, that have served. Because we we have so many of our brave women and men uh, who have come back and are are broken, uh, even when they may look perfect on the outside. And so this is an important time for all of us as citizens to reach out, to make that call, to make that text, to make that contact, to look somebody in the eye and thank them. Um, I think that's an important thing for all of us to remember. Uh, Just a supporting voice, just a friendly voice, just a, you know, we've, we've spent the last 20 years thanking them for their service. Don't get tired of that. Don't become complacent with that. Uh, this this is seen this will be seen in the history books as a as a loss mm-hmm. we as the united states are now 14 and 2 you know uh this is a good opportunity to check on to check on your veterans to check yeah. on your parents to check on your sisters and brothers to check on your friends reach out if you're a veteran yourself reach out to your battle buddies just shoot them a text yeah hey man how you holding up how are your joes doing you guys okay Good. Even if they don't answer. Um, and then don't ask them too many questions about what happened. Yeah. You want to ask you want to ask them questions, ask how they're doing. Yeah. Ask exactly. how they're feeling. You want to ask them what happened, ask them in a year. Yep. Ask them in a month. Just give give them time to process what we've all seen in the last twenty four or yeah. forty eight hours. Wonderful. Great perspective as always. John Smith, thanks for stepping in today. Anytime. Uh, John's given us some really good things to think about. Uh, we don't need to go to our veterans and immediately get their instant analysis on the last 20 years. Uh, what they need is some instant kindness uh, from all of us and some gratitude uh, for what they were willing to do and what they were willing to sacrifice uh, for the United States of America. And that's what matters most. And that's what we've got to think about on a more regular basis. With Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.